Welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Jen, your host today, and I'm here with an author joining us for the second time, whose first book I absolutely loved and whose second I love just as much. Could I ask you to introduce yourself and your book, please? Yeah, uh, I'm Louise Hare, and my new book is called Harlem After Midnight, uh, which is a sequel to Miss Aldridge Regrets, mm-hmm. and it kind of just follows Lena's next steps on her journey in this time in New York. It's so much fun and it is such a good follow-up. So could you uh, remind our our listeners and our readers where Lena was at the end of the first book and uh, why she is in Harlem at this moment? So the first book, a lot of it took place on the Queen Mary. So Lena was traveling from the UK to to New York. Um, And at the end of that book, uh, it's kind of a couple of days after she's arrived in New York and you kind of know that she's going up to Harlem to kind of stay with these friends of a guy called Will who she met on the ship. Um, and this book picks up that very day. So she gets to their apartment and it's, um, yeah, it's about the time that she spends in New York getting to know Will a little bit better. Um, he's sort of the romance of the series. Um, and getting to know his family and friends, but obviously there were secrets, things that he hasn't told her and things that she hasn't told him. And so it's quite a lot to be unraveled. Mm. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the first book was the, um, the sort of historical world building and the really lovely attention to like, um, like period detail that really brought like the setting of the Queen Mary to life. And I loved seeing that at play in your depiction of Harlem during the Harlem, Harlem Renaissance. Um, I briefly lived in Harlem right after college from like 2005 to 2007. And so it's like a really fond to me in my sort of uh, my coming of age journey. So it was really nice to see it depicted here on the page too. Um, Could you talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the research that went into depicting Harlem in this like really rich time period? Um, Particularly, I'm wondering if you traveled and visited uh, at all yourself, because I knew that um, last time you mentioned that you were a travel agent before uh, your life as a writer. So did that play a role here? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a shame because when I was writing the first draft, there was still quite a lot of COVID restrictions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It just was like, oh, like I can't get into any of the buildings that I would want to go to. So I did my research from London, going to the libraries and getting out books and watching old sort of movies. Um, So Harlem After Midnight, there's actually a, a, a sort of short film starring Billie Holiday that was sort of shot. Um, in 1936 so I sort of watched that for like the fashion and um, the environment Um, and yeah looking at lots of pictures and just falling down rabbit holes of you know people's um, stories about their lives in Harlem at that time and um, I've always been slightly obsessed with the novel Passing by Nella Larson so I was reading her biography um, the most recent one which is quite a hefty hefty book she lived quite a interesting life um so yeah so sort of picking up on those things and seeing how I could incorporate them 
um, in a way that sort of felt true to the story, not just sort of um, shoving lots of facts in, but seeing what actually fit in with what Lena was getting up to. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of passing, you know, it was really interesting to see Lena in a new environment this time, you know, because a, a, a huge part of the first book was that she, you know, while she was, uh, you know, trying to survive <laughs> this, this Atlantic crossing, she also was passing as a white woman and had to maintain, uh, you know, a certain kind of performance to sort of uh, like, you know, have that be a thing. Um in Harlem, that is not really as much of a concern. And so you get to see a sort of new side of uh, her personality and also like a new environment for her to sort of like be in and interacting with people in. And that kind of brings me to Will, because like we did see him in the first book, too, and we see a lot more of him here. And um, yeah, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um yeah, her new milieu, um, her relationship with Will, because it's really interesting and really mysterious, too. So, you know, without giving too much away, <laughs> could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I just thought it would be fun. Like writing them together in the first book was just so much fun because he was a, kind of the only person that saw her for who she was, whereas for everyone else she was putting on this act. But then I thought it'd be interesting because you start thinking about what makes someone just work on a ship going back and forth and you know, what are the reasons why he's sort of estranged from what's left of his family and sort of, I really wanted to sort of explore that, but then also have that relationship sort of grow a little bit and and see, because obviously Lena knows that she's got secrets from him, but then she's kind of like, wait, he's got secrets from me. <laughs> and she can't really complain because she knows she's hiding stuff from him, but yeah, she's kind of put out, which is quite a fun to write. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's a really nice turn, you know, because in the first book, like Will was sort of a, like for her and for, you know, the reader, I think he was sort of like a, a safe space, you know, because there's so much dangerous and uh, stressful stuff going on. And so when Will popped up, I'm like, whew, oh, yeah, we get to relax for a moment. Lena gets to interact with somebody nice. Whew. And that's still at work here, but like, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Um, and this is a book about secrets in a lot of ways, because Lena is also trying to learn more about um, her father's past, too, and sort of reevaluating her image of her father and that relationship. So, yeah, is it hard to write a book where, you know, so many secrets are at play? Because it creates really uh, high stakes for the characters, but for you as a writer, too, I bet, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I think one of the problems was I kind of set this up in the first book. So I had to, once I knew I was going to write a second book, I was like, well, I can't just ignore all of these things that, that were found out in the first book. And then I found that I actually needed to know the answers myself. Um, but I think because Lena's father in the first book has just died and she's kind of still grieving. Um, and for a character that never really, like physically appears, he just became such a big part of that that book that I actually wanted to write him into this one a little bit. So there are, so there's sort of the second timeline, which is 1908. Um, although that had its own problem because so much changed in New York between 1908 and 1936. And so I en basically ended up having to do two lots of research <laughs> because things had changed, like areas had changed and people had moved around. And yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy, but it was fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a really good point that this is there are two levels of uh, like historical depiction here. And that was a really um, intense time of change, 
not just for New York, but for the world too, but especially like um, the layout of the city and demographic patterns and all these things like really underwent huge changes. When you are writing two timelines like that, is it hard to sort of choreograph the switches back and forth, as it were, you know, because you sort of like the stories have to pace each other and the revelations sort of have to like there have to be some mirrors and structure, you know, like was that was it easier to do a second time since there were some flashbacks in the first book, too, or was it challenging here as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely harder in this book, I think, because um as well we're not just following Alfie Lena's father we're following his sister who she who Lena's never even heard about so there's already secrets that the reader knows that Lena doesn't know for like a big chunk of the book because you you're reading about this these siblings um so yeah trying to coordinate those two even in the same timeline and then coordinate that with (laughs) um the 1936 timeline was a bit of a nightmare um so but I love editing, so I'm always like, okay, the first draft is going to be terrible, and none of it's going to work, and then we'll figure it out later. So I think it was like draft three or four when I was like, okay, I know what needs to be where in terms of these characters, and um, yeah, it's just lots of cutting and changing things around. Mm. I bet that there has to be a lot of uh, play and experimentation there, because that's sort of like that pacing thing is not really like a science. It's more of an art and you kind of have to feel it. And so I imagine you have to commit to things being in a certain order and test it out and see how it flows and then try swapping things around. And um, that's really interesting to hear that you like editing more than the first drafting process. Cause I've always, I, I am, I, I am terrified of editing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love the editing. For me, the first draft is the hardest because I don't, I'm not a great planner. Um, or if I try and plan a little bit, it always goes in a different direction. Um, but I don't know the characters yet. And I think the characters tend to be, for me, like what lead the story. And so the first draft is just always the most difficult for me because I don't know what's going to happen ever. Like I sit down, I'm like, let's just write something. Okay. Like on the ship in the first book, it was easy because I'd just be like, it was very, you know, you're stuck with very strict sort of ship timetables. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, well, the last scene was like in the afternoon. So let's just cut to dinner and write a dinner table conversation. And then we can, and then you just kind of start writing and then you figure out what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, with this book, it was a bit harder because I was kind of like, okay, where does she need to, where does she need to go? Like, how does she get there? Like you've got a whole, I've gone from having this small space on a ship to having this whole massive city and all of these different characters. So yeah, the first draft was a challenge, but then you get to play with it yeah. afterwards. That's so cool. And that is, you know, like, that's that's a really good point, too. And I think you, saw, you, you see that reflected in Lena's journey, you know, because, yeah, the Queen Mary was this, like, almost like a bottle episode of a book, <laughs> you know, like everything is in one place. Um, Harlem is such a more expansive and uh, bigger world, but, like, Lena does feel very lonely in that world, you know, like she is in a new place without um, any of her old connections besides this person she's really just met on the boat, you know, and so like I think that really makes for like very, uh, really good emotional stakes for Lena at the beginning of the story. Um, Yeah, could you talk a little bit about the people that she meets in Harlem? Like I don't want to, again, give too much away, but like um, was it fun to sort of like write her into a different history you know because like the queen mary and the sort of like 
the the history of international travel and that time period is sort of like its own, whole own thing. But then like the Harlem Renaissance and sort of like New York City in that time period is another really cool historical environment to play in. Like, did you have fun finding like people for her uh, to interact with and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, most, well, pretty much all of the people she ends up interacting with are friends and family of Will. Mm. So she's kind of, I thought it was interesting because she's kind of gone from being, I guess, more independent to suddenly in this environment, she's kind of having to rely on trust with him and with his sort of friends and family. Um, and luckily, they seem to like her when she meets them and, you know, things are going well and they're taking her around and, you know, uh, like um, Will's friends, Claude, she is a librarian, so she you know, he's like, oh, we'll help you find, like, your father, and da, da, and she's sort of giving advice, and um, yeah, it was kind of fun to sort of create that new cast of characters, but then obviously you need to think about how they're going to interact with the mystery and what everyone's relationship is, so yeah, that was all, all kind of fun. Yeah, I, I bet in a mystery when you are writing this sort of ensemble, it's a delicate balancing act, because um, they they need to like be uh i guess empathetic and friendly and welcoming for lena but also like there needs to be a sort of sense of the unknown and a little bit of uh i guess maybe holes in the trust you know like that creates interesting stakes for who who like wants to find somebody to trust but for whom like that trust might feel really dangerous just in the circumstances that you know they're in um gosh yeah Speaking of characters and the story being character driven, um, I'm curious because uh, you did say that you like drafting when you are drafting like, um, you know, when you were drafting the father's history and sort of how that story unfolds. Did you know that whole story when you started writing or did it sort of like reveal itself to you as you investigated the characters more? Yeah, I think I knew. um I knew part of Alfie's story, so I knew I knew that I had to figure out the reason that he left New York because he left New York and then Lena was born sort of like a year later. So there's obviously, you know, and all, that all happened really quickly. Mm. And so I was sort of thinking about, okay, how can I show how he got from this kid who just really wanted to be a musician to ending up in London to ending up in this sort of, failed relationship and then ended up as like a single father so I sort of knew that the element and I can't say too much because there's a lot yeah. in that, <laughs> that, that storyline that is is very spoilery um mm-hmm. but yeah in terms of like the very ending and how everything kind of came to be I, I kind of only figured that out at the end that's cool I love that <laughs> <laughs> it's writing really is sort of like a um a leap of faith sometimes you know you just sort of have to write in the direction of something even if you really don't know <laughs> what it is and I, I really kind of love that like it's it's scary but also very exciting as a process I think <laughs> yeah I mean it keeps it fun and I think you know you know when it doesn't work and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but then when it works you're like yeah it's so amazing so you know you just have to kind of take the highs with the lows a bit and and hope that it'll work out in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 
Do you think we'll see more of Lena? Do we have more adventures in store for her? I hope so. My next book, the book I'm writing now is actually completely different. Um, but yeah, I do have some ideas for Lena in the future. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Oh, cool. Are you able to talk about this uh, this other book at all? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still sort of fixing up the first draft. It's sort of, there is a draft, but it's, the end is terrible. So I need to <laughs> I'm rewriting the end. Um, but it's set in London, but I've gone way back in time. Like this is 1700s. Ooh. So it's looking at um, sort of, I guess, a mix of, so my main character is like a young, basically prostitute. And she comes across this young boy in the street who's sort of been beaten really badly. Um, and he's actually based, well, he's based on a real person who was found in the street and he was a slave. He'd been brought over to London from Barbados. And so there's sort of a bit of a case with him figuring out, um, and it's sort of a discussion around slavery in the UK because um, we Brits love to think that we did slavery elsewhere and not at home, but we actually did do it at home so <laughs> well, there were slaves in the UK mm-hmm. um so sort of exploring that history that people don't talk about a lot and then looking at the I guess the role of women in that time period as well and the limited options for employment and things like that so um but it's kind of a there's kind of a couple of little mysteries going along there as as well mm-hmm. oh wow that sounds amazing <laughs> I was <laughs> before I was a librarian I was um, a medieval historian um and so I just love I love everything pre-modern pre-modern age and that's a really interesting um time period and topic to explore because um I remember yeah like studying the um the the pre-modern world and in particular the Atlantic slave trade it's um very U.S. centric as it, you know, as it should be, the U.S. did awful, awful things too. But um, it's interesting to see other sides of that history as well. And I think that it's, you know, history in general has moved in a more global uh, direction. And I think that's really cool to see reflected in storytelling too. So, you know, not to make you commit to anything too early, but if you ever want to come back and talk about that one too, you're welcome. So, <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us this has been a lot of fun and i'm i'm like really excited for our readers to to read lena's further adventures (laughs) thank you so much for inviting me back oh you're so welcome um okay listeners so please pick up harlem after midnight by the time that you hear this it will be available so please head to your favorite library or independent bookstore wherever you like to get your books thank you so much for joining us it is now time to close this chapter It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.